What's up, guys? You're listening to Urgency. I'm Moen. I'm your host, and I'm here to bring urgency into your life. I hope everyone out there is staying safe and well. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome to reality. There is no sugarcoating here. The last couple of weeks have been quite eye-opening, as I'm sure it's been eye-opening for many of you listening. There's been light shed on an issue that this country has had for hundreds of years now. The issue has never been fixed. There has been progress made, but still not even anywhere close to being fixed. The issue I'm referring to is systemic racism. Now, before I continue, I want to let you know that in this episode, there are things that are going to be said that you may not like, that you may disagree with, or even get furious over. The intention is not to offend anyone. The point of this episode is to reflect on the events that have been occurring, as well as how we can possibly solve some, if not all, of the issues we are facing in this country. I'll also be going into some things that seem to be going on behind the scenes that there is no media coverage over, and things that only a few people are talking about and trying to bring to light. Now, as you listen, please try to be patient with me as there's a lot to cover and get through before making any judgments or, or question me or, or about what I'm saying, please try and listen to the entire podcast first. Now, this, this is going to be part one. There will also be a part two. Part one, we're just getting into the basics. Part two will be a much deeper look at everything that's going on. Now, I also want to state that I do not know everything. I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to even know a little bit. I am just trying to find out what the hell is going on. I'm not looking for you to agree with me. I'm not looking for to push my beliefs on you or anything onto you. My intention is to talk to you about the facts, to talk to you about a proven, unjust system and shed light on the bigger picture and some things that are happening but no one is talking about. I thank you in advance for taking the time to listen with me with an open mind and an open heart. The name of this podcast, Urgency, it has a deeper meaning to me now. We are in need of urgent action, swift action. We are in need of urgent answers, truthful answers. We're in need of urgent unity, lasting unity, not just temporary. Let's begin with the story of Ahmad Aubrey the young black man who was running like he always did, but was hunted down by two white men in broad daylight, shot and killed. Now, this actual killing happened back in February of this year, February of 2020. And I first read about this story on March 16th at work. I remember it clearly. I remember feeling so angered by this. This was long before that video of Ahmad came out and the world actually got to see what happened instead of reading about it. Now, when I first saw the video, that initial anger I had when I read about the story instantly became fury. I'm gonna tell you the truth. When I first saw that video, I was thinking reckless things. I was just all over the place in my head. After gathering myself and thinking about the situation, talking it out with my wife, I realized I felt this way because I related to Ahmad. I related to him in a way because I run outside a good amount of time. All last summer, this all over this past winter, and even now, 
I run outside, I walk outside. Many times it's by myself. I pictured myself in his situation. What if two men with guns were hunting me down while I was running? It seemed like a fake situation, that it's all made up or, or, or seen only in movies. But as we can clearly see now, this is reality. This can actually happen no matter where you are, no matter what time of day, you can be hunted down in broad daylight for simply doing something that you love. And in Ahmad's case, it was running. May Ahmad rest in peace and condolences to his family and his friends. Not long ago, the world saw George Floyd die in a slow, grueling death at the hands of a white police officer with his knee on George's neck. A man died right before our eyes in a real video. This was not a movie. No matter what your race is, no matter what your views are, it's not even a question. That was blatant murder. There's nothing anyone can say about this to make it seem any other way. George Floyd was murdered and it was all captured on video. The 10 minute video was difficult to get through to be honest. As you hear George plead for his life just to be able to breathe, pleaded for some water, even called out to his mother. I can't breathe, he said several times. Mama, he called out multiple times as well. Many people probably don't know, but George Floyd's mother passed away two years prior. Her name was Larcinia Floyd, and I hope I'm saying that right. She was also known as Miss Sissy. Now, just as a side note, while I was doing some research, religious leaders report that when a person is dying or in the brink of death, they tend to see people that died before them, which can lead the individual to call out for them. Now, in this case, it's clear to see that George was dying. He knew he was dying. Taking his last breaths that he was struggling for, he saw his mom in some way or another. As we have seen, George Floyd's murder has sparked a global scale protest against police brutality and systemic racism. There is no way after Floyd's murder that things will start to change. We are already seeing things start to change. Laws being changed laws being implemented, new rules being implemented for police officers. It's only the beginning. I also want to get into the story of Brianna Taylor. It was shortly after midnight on March 13th, Louisville police officers executing a search warrant used a battering ram to crash into the apartment of Brianna Taylor, a 26-year-old African-American emergency room technician. Now it says after a brief confrontation, the Louisville police officers fired several shots, striking her at least eight times. But there's some other reports saying that at least 20 bullets were fired. According to the Louisville Courier-Journal, the police were investigating two men who they believed were selling drugs out of a house that was far from Miss Taylor's home. Of course, there was no body cam footage of this police raid. I've been thinking about this. We have seen the footage of Ahmad Aubrey, who was gunned down in broad daylight while running. We have seen the footage of multiple angles 
of the murder of George Floyd. Can you imagine, just imagine, if Breonna Taylor had surveillance cameras inside her home? Just imagine how brutal that video would have been. Police raiding her apartment in the middle of the night, shooting her up with who knows how many actual bullets were fired. Can you imagine just how much more of an uproar there would be if there was surveillance footage or any footage of Breonna Taylor's death? Plus you add in Ahmad's video, plus you add in George Floyd's video. Can you imagine? Now I say this because we have seen the video of Ahmad and George. They were out on the street, away from home. If the world got to see Brianna's murder on video inside her own home, where the police apparently came in illegally, well, that would have just set the world on fire. It would be an even bigger blaze than what's going on right now. I say this because it's, it's bothering me. I can't wrap my head around it. Mainly because there are reports that the suspect that the police were supposedly looking for when they raided Breonna Taylor's home was already in custody from earlier that day. Now, I, 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 there, there's just so much information out there of what really happened that I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if that suspect was already arrested or not, or if they were still looking for him. There's so much misinformation out there. But the fact is that none of the police officers have been arrested in her murder. Now, there's, there's so much conflicting information online on the news surrounding this. But regardless, the fact is Brianna Taylor was murdered in her own home and she was innocent. These three murders have sparked global outrage of the injustices that the black race faces each and every day. It is unfortunate that it took the footage of Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, and the story of Breonna Taylor to spark this global outrage. It's been going on. It's been going on all the time. But it's now that the world is actually noticing including me. I've been blind to it. I've, th I, I've thought that, oh, it doesn't really affect me, so what am I going to do about it? The Black Lives Matter movement has been around for a long time. It is now that Black Lives Matter has global momentum to fix long-term issues that have been going on, especially in the United States. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of not being a part of the Black Lives Movement until recently. I'm guilty of it because it did not affect me that much. I didn't really pay attention to the issues because they did not have anything to do with me, to do with my race. It's only through trying to educate myself on the issues that have been affecting the black race for hundreds of years till this day that I've been starting to see the injustices and the systemic racism that has been going on in this country. You know, there's a lot we are told to believe on TV and the internet. There's a lot of which are total lies and even twists on the truth. It's not until recent events, pretty much all of 2020 leading up to now, that I've actually been able to figure out 
What the hell is going on? Now, please forgive me if I sound like I'm all over the place, but I just have so many thoughts going through my head. Please be patient with me, and I promise by the end of this, it will all come together. Now, we clearly have issues going on in this country. No one, no one can argue about that. One issue, which is the main issue, started back in 1619 when the first slaves were brought over to North America. We all want to believe that racism ended on January 1st, 1863, when the Emancipation of Proclamation was signed. We all want to believe it. Many of us have blindly believed it for so long, perhaps even me. I've been blindly believing a lot that goes on in this country for years. As events keep happening, I've started to realize and started to see that shit is just not adding up. There are things being told and shown to the public that are so misleading. I've been so confused while trying to discover what the hell is actually going on in this country. One thing I am 100% positive of is this. There is systemic racism in the United States and has been there for 401 years since 1619. The system is built to hold the black race behind the white race and other races. There is a clear problem with the entire justice system treating the black race unjustly. There are injustices on the streets where law enforcement is, and there's injustices going on in the court system. Geographically, there are disadvantages to the black people based on zoning laws, which prevent predominantly black neighborhoods and areas not to develop and thrive. Black people are even getting passed up on jobs they are qualified for based on their names. If two equally qualified people or candidates apply for a job, the name that sounds more black will get their resume tossed and not get the job. That is reality. The list can go on and on, and I would be sitting here stating obvious things for so long that most of you already know. Here is my stance. No matter what facts or opinions are said in this episode or in part two, this is my stand. Black lives do matter. We can't be afraid to say this. I have said it during protests I've been to, and I will continue to say it. There have been injustices done to the black race, and we can no longer stand by and do nothing. All races must join together and end this madness that has been going on for way too long. We have to start educating each other on race and, and systemic issues, and definitely the issue of police brutality. We also have to look at facts, the cold hard facts. We cannot come up with solutions until we recognize the facts. We already see that most people acknowledge that there is a problem. That is the first step. Now, before I get into facts and my theories, I, I want to backtrack for a second because I think this is very important to say. I wanted to take a minute to admit and explain something. Back in 2016, 
Colin Kaepernick started the preseason that year by sitting on the bench during the national anthem. Now, for two games, two preseason games, this went unnoticed until he finally was questioned by the media. It was during the final preseason game in 2016 that Kaepernick knelt for the first time during the national anthem. When I first heard about this and I saw what Kaepernick had done on TV, I have to admit, I was pissed. How could he disrespect the American flag and the national anthem like that, I thought to myself. I was thinking, how ungrateful is he? Earning millions of American dollars, playing a game, and then disrespecting the flag like that? Now, I have family who've served in the military, and because of that, it made me even more upset. My mom and I had to suffer through years of hell with immigration to become citizens of the United States. So to me, the flag and the national anthem was something I could not even think of disrespecting. That was my thinking back then. I was uneducated on the issue. I didn't even take the time to hear out why Kaepernick was kneeling during the anthem. I was so focused on what I had thought and how I felt that I did not even open my mind to find out why he was kneeling. Now that I've been educated on the issue and know the real reason why Kaepernick silently protested during the national anthem, I fully understand. He never intended on disrespecting the flag, the anthem, nor the military. His intention was to protest the police brutality against the black race. See, what I fail to realize is that the American flag gives us the freedom to stand, sit, or kneel. It gives us the right to fight for what is right. The flag represents the freedoms that have been fought for to grant us the right to protest. Colin was simply exercising his right as an American that the flag and the Constitution has given him and to all of us. I was blind to the fact until I decided to dig deeper. I needed to know why. Through the process of wanting the knowledge and trying to educate myself, I came to that clear conclusion. Just because someone doesn't like that Colin silently protested during the anthem, does not make it a wrong thing to do. The American flag gives us all the right and the freedom to protest during the national anthem if we choose. It had nothing to do with disrespecting the flag or the military or disrespect anyone. I know that now. The problem with many people is that they are still so stuck on what they think and what they feel that they won't even open up their ear to hear the other person out. Thankfully, I've been able to open up my ears, open up my eyes wider, and realize a lot, especially in the past few months. I just hope that there are more people willing to open up and try to understand. We all have a platform. We all have social media. Some of us even have podcasts. We all have our voices. These are all our platforms, and, and some of us have many. We all have to use what we have to make a difference and bring change. We have to recognize that there is a problem, and that starts with everyone being open and willing to listen. 
We also have to recognize when we were wrong about something. We have to educate ourselves on it and do our best to improve on what we have learned. Because it's not right that George Floyd is not alive to see his young daughter grow up. It's not right that Breonna Taylor was murdered in her own home by law enforcement. It's not right that Ahmaud Aubrey was hunted down and murdered while running. It's not right that a young black father that I know had to explain to his four-year-old son why a white police officer has his knee on a black man for 10 minutes while he slowly died. It's not right. It's not right that a black United States Navy woman was followed for three hours by police and SWAT officers. And when she pulled up into a 7-Eleven, they fired 51 rounds into her car, killing her with her four-month-old named Roman who was in the back seat. It's not right. I heard the pain in her mother's voice when she told us this story of her daughter during a peaceful protest. I not only heard the pain, I felt pain for her. She cried out to the people, to the people listening, to bring awareness. It's not right that she had to lose her innocent daughter in such an inhumane way. The mother revealed to the crowd that she herself and members of her family were in law enforcement and how corrupt the departments are. It's not right that we have a criminal justice system that treats you better if you're rich and guilty than if you're poor and innocent. Wealth shapes outcomes, and that is not right, especially in the justice system. We collectively have to do more. This is not a black issue anymore. This is a humanity issue. Maybe a lot of people still don't think what Kaepernick did was right. But what else can you do when cries and pleas go unheard for so long? How many more deaths do we have to have before we, as a country, start to pay attention to these issues? You have to shock people into paying attention. No, no.